Guess what? This week we're playing a game. One of my favorite games is Albert wearing pants. By the end of the episode, you must decide if Albert is wearing pants or not wearing pants. All players that guess correctly will receive the special prize of not being punched in the head. All players who guess incorrectly would be punched in the head if I were able to reach you. And I'm not. I'm not able to reach you through this microphone, through your speakers. But the way things are going, maybe when I die, I'll be an electric ghost and I'll be able to do it then. That's when people will realize how genius this podcast was anyway. While we're on that subject of genius and you're thinking Albert is such a genius and a genius writer, I want to remind you that I'm not that genius. But I do feel pretty good about how much content I've been able to create and the quality of that content and especially my process in doing that. I have heard mention of writer's block. I have known people who claim to have had it or experienced it. I believe in it about as much as I'd say half the country believed in anything this last year. I've had uninspiring ideas, experiences, energy for prolonged periods of time. I'm often working with shit that I don't like, and I'm sure you probably don't or won't like either. But I'm working with them, and often they end up getting there. Sometimes a little later, sometimes a lot later. The biggest help for me, the best piece of advice that I'd like to share now to get through that writer's block and overcome it, is not wearing pants. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. That's right, next time you can't write, take your pants off. Smooth them out on that writer's block. They'll feel better when you put them back on. Crisper, cooler, somehow fresher. It's the minerals. It's always the goddamn minerals. What are the minerals making the Johnny not wearing pants? What I'm really trying to say, though, is writer's block is fucking stupid. And if you have writer's block, you're fucking stupid. Regardless of writer's block. And you're lazy. You're lazy. You're so fucking lazy. No wonder you're so uninterestingly uninspired you won't write. Or accept responsibility for that. You want to solve writer's block? Write. Write ideas. Write what you see. Write anything. The most important part is how you connect everything. And the method you use to do that. Some of my best and favorite jokes and bits have come from just putting ideas together and figuring out how I was going to connect them. Your lazy, stupid ass doesn't have ideas to connect right anyway. Write whatever is there. Write the transitions to get you out of and away from that. I'm sitting here without ideas and I don't like it. Why don't I like it? Why am I sitting here? Where else could I be? What am I going to do to change it? Maybe I'll have a podcast aggressively bitch at me about it. God, that's all. That's all I'm saying about it. God, God throwing souls like he's fucking Tom Brady or something, just hurling souls large handed carelessly into bodies, all kinds of souls, all kinds of bodies, just God chucking them with his meaty paws as fast and hard as he can. Boom, boom. Boom. Skin, the skin of God like tree bark. The shape, the shape of God, 
obularly triangular shaped. Boo doo doof. Not wearing pants. Boo doo boo boo. Hands. Got hands like mittens. Boo. Everyone always over describing God. And you, not here. You're not here. You're not here. You're not here. I don't know where you are, but I know that you're not here because I'm here and you're not here. It's frustrating. You off in the past or up in the future and me here looking at you not being here. Wearing pants. I saw this girl. Not here. Not not here like you, but in an article I saw this girl. She looked to be a young girl because of her size and her face. She was cute. She was blonde, very happy-looking little young girl. And she was crippled. Probably from God chucking her soul into her body. I don't know why. The why doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. That's not what the article or the idea of it was about for me. The reason I saw it was somebody in my Chef's Life group on Facebook had posted it in there. This girl, crippled physically, also must have been mentally because of all the things she could want to be. She wanted to be a cook. Of all the shit that's pissed me off recently about cooking, this one has done it the most. The clowns that posted this shit in the group posted it as like an inspirational thing that this is why we do what we do is to make dreams like this come true. They had built this unnecessarily large, bulky, awkward, wooden thing with these big, dumb, ugly cushions on them for her to sit and slide on to free up her little crippled arms or legs that have to hold the arm crutches for her useless little body. Past her stupid, smiling face, all I can think about is how incredibly inconvenient this would be in a kitchen and in the way. How unsanitary. How much energy was wasted on building it and getting one of the cooks to help get it in there and how that was taken away from being on the line and being prepped. The real cooks doing their job and getting orders out as quickly and as best as they can. So some cripple can play and pretend to do something that they can't. Not any better than God can throw souls into bodies. I wish he could throw them out of bodies and other stuff like sheets. I finally made a fort, a big old badass fort with a sign on the outside, no cripples allowed. Several sheets, all kinds of cushions, and the finest snacks. I must have spent around ten minutes and three or four sheets of paper drafting up the designs for it. Took another twenty minutes gathering the materials and laying the foundation. I erected the sheets, installed the cushions, had the snacks delivered, even though I'm able to make them. It felt good. Like, really good. Like, so, like, not wearing pants and throwing souls good. Until the spirits showed up. I had seen, just like everybody else, the classic ghost of Halloween with the sheet. I didn't know spirits were actually into sheets. Maybe as the emotional attachment, but I wasn't in love with it or anything like Linus. The whole fucking fort is haunted and floating now, and I don't even know who to call. 
Who am I going to call? Insurance doesn't cover it. I have Forder's insurance, and they don't know what to do about it. I'm usually a fight fire with fire kind of guy, and when I was in the Serengeti, I thought a fort that was 40 might need a Yeti. But I haven't found one. Maybe I'm just not ready. I'm not worried about fire, flooding, or theft. I just wish my fort wasn't haunted. Are there other fort hazards for which I should be concerned? Encounters of the fort kind? I'm not. I won't be. I don't like or believe in that should-be-concerned mentality. Things have been good. Even when they're hard and difficult, it's good. I've had the shitty people in my life a lot less regularly. Not that anyone should take that as an opportunity or advantage. I don't have a shitty person quota. I don't need or want shitty people in my life or the people in my life to be shitty. Nor do I want to be shitty in the life of anyone that I am in. There's so many of them out there, and so many different varieties of shitty people. The kind that when they don't have to be here anymore, remain as spirits to haunt sheets in a fort. The kind that think diabetics need insulting. The people that make me want human-sized mousetraps. I'm not like them. You're not here, and I'm not like them. It's so nice to be here, right here, in this moment, right now. I'm the 8.30 type of person. When I work at 8.30, I work at 8.30. I'm ready, I clock in, and I'm working at 8.30. Not 8.29, not 8.31, 8.30. I work at 8.30, I'm there at 8.30, I'm working at 8.30. I wake up between 7.10 and 7.50 with 20-minute intervals between alarms. Eight hours a day, five days a week. Not most of the time, all the time. As much as I am able, which is almost always. Albert the Abominable is an 830 man. I found a job I was interested in that I thought I would be a good fit for. Initially it was unpaid, an amateur looking passion project they called it in the posting. And it sounded that way because they're using audacity. You have to have audacity to use that program because it's like using MS Paint to be an artist. It can be done, you can make it work, but don't do that to yourself. Like writer's block, just take a fucking break. Or don't write. I saw postings for this passion project a couple other times until this fourth time when there was a $20 an hour incentive now attached. Good enough for me, I can produce the audio and audacity for someone else's podcast at that price. I apply. I quickly get a reply, to which I respond to as professionally as possible without sounding like a square. Seth Davis not only lacks the ability to use audacity, but lacks the audacity to reply about his shitty podcast, The Avram Davidson Universe. I know I can be pretty pretentious, Seth. But if I were calling something a passion project, I would know how to at least operate the most basic entry-level program there is. Especially if I could afford the luxury to pay somebody $20 an hour to do it when there's free shit online. All I'm working toward is having a bounce house someday. To record the podcast in. To listen to the podcast in. I'm gonna fill it with all my farts. It won't be hauntable. Oh, and I finally got the shirts figured out, yo. 
I think. I ordered a couple for myself on the site to see what it was like and had to tweak some stuff, so hopefully I did that right. But I did publish the page. It is live. I think you guys can order shirts now. There's two different designs. The second one is available in a couple colors. There's some pictures of a black guy wearing the first design. They come in a variety of sizes. It's all the same price and same shirt. It's not amazing, super soft, sustainable, environmentally changing stuff, but it's good. I've been comfortable as I've worn it, and the only other person to wear one has also been comfortable wearing it. I'm happy with the print quality. It has faded some after I've washed it a few times, but that helps with the make shirts war look. That one has the newest Tunanishu logo on the sleeve now as well. The other t-shirt design is Don't Listen to Tunanishu Podcast. That one is also available in white or the signature Tunanishu gold. Both are available on tunanashoe.com. That's T-O-O-N-A-N-A-S-H-O-O.com. If you click the round picture of the sound waves on the tunanashoe.com homepage, it will take you to the Spotify where you can listen. Fun fact, those sound waves are a screenshot of me saying, Tunanashoe Podcast. That's all anyone should have to see or you should have to tell them about to listen or find the podcast. Tunanashu Podcast. T-O-O-N-A-N-A-S-H-O-O. I'm on pretty much every social media platform now except TikTok and YouTube as far as the ones that matter. I'd like to matter for this to matter before I'm dead. I've said it before and I'll say it again and I'll stay true to that. I won't hound or harass with this shit. I'm just letting you know so it's out there, the same way that I would like you to let other people know about Tunanashu. Another thing, not that it should matter or I should even be telling you, but I'm not making a tremendous profit on this stuff. I could probably price it higher and make more off of it, but this is the price that I want it to be, the price that I feel is fair for what I'm offering. I want this to reach other people, and to do that, it needs the word of mouth and for people to see it in places on objects like shirts and pins. Money helps make that happen for me to be able to afford offering that as well as having the time to do this and it being worth that time that I put into it and the energy that I put into it so that I don't have to rely on being Albert the Abominable of 830. Working for some thrall-sown person who is not here. I see it so often, and I'm still so surprised by it, how people can just not be here. I want to understand, I want to accept, but you're not here for that to happen. People as out of touch and out of place with almost everything in their life as a girl without working legs trying to be a cook. It can happen, it will happen, and it should happen. I'm all for crossing lines and shattering stereotypes and standards. However, there is an enormous difference between that and being completely ignorant and unaware of your environment, your ability. I'm not saying don't dream and don't try, just be more mindful of what you are. And be here. It's a good place to be, the only place you really can be.